Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. It's an overcast, cloudy, cool day here in Pensacola, Florida, in my living room. Yes, and I want to say welcome. We are continuing on with my personal story of how I was changed, transformed from being a person named Jan to Pastor Deborah, a global spiritual teacher, shepherd, warrior, king, leader here on planet Earth. This video, as you see behind me, is going to represent me, the forever person who was arising, who would get the name Deborah. The name Jan that you hear about was my old self in my soul that I had declared and decreed I was in the fifth grade. This story, called It's Time, is the one that I wrote with the help of God. He would wake me up many nights and he would write through me. And I'd get up the next day and I didn't really remember. It flowed so easily out of me. He wanted me to tell you my story about what spiritual transformation looked like, how the death of who you are now occurs, and how the real you, this guy, who's not a male or a female, but a non-gender spiritual being, the forever person, arises through a spiritual transformation. And that can only occur through the death of who you are now. If you're many and have multiple personalities, we only need one in there, the right one. The one that will live on in eternity. So here in the School of Light, out of the Kingdom of Agape Love, volume number one. I tell this story called It's Time. So you will learn and you will see a powerful true story of spiritual transformation. The death of one part of me, Jan, in my soul. And the birthing and arising of the real me, the forever eternal me, Pastor Deborah. This is story number 28. We have a few more to work on in this section of volume one. Then we will start with volume two. They are powerful true stories that I was involved with, with many in multi-generational Satanists, witches, kings and queens throughout the world, politicians, Supreme Court judges, businessmen, Doctors, lawyers, politicians, 
average citizens, homeless people. These are true stories of how helping the people the Lord's way looks like. I didn't know how to do this when I started, so I had to have a spiritual transformation. I had to build a partnership with the Most High God, the God of King David, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of Moses, the God of the Holy Bible. I didn't know what that looked like. My faith was very small. I had to study a powerful individual, George Mueller, for my faith to rise up just to his level. Then I had to study Dr. Miles Monroe of the Bahamas Faith Ministries. He's in heaven now. He taught me about being a king, and I was ignorant. About the kingdom of heaven that's to be on earth and on the inside of me. I had to learn a lot. I would read six to eight books at one time. I was in church, the Brownsville Assembly of God. It was having a global revival. Six nights a week. One night we were in prayer with beautiful banners and flags. We would go to one and pray for the nations, the schools, the parents, politicians. The other nights we were in church with an evangelist named Steve Hill. Beautiful music by Lyndall Cooley. Steve would give a wonderful, excellent, evangelistic sermon calling us all to the Lord to come back and get clean, come to the altar, get the sin out, and then be about his work. I spent many years at the altar being convicted of my sin, even though I was a believer since I was three. Steve would call us to repentance. Lead us in prayer. He's in heaven now. He was the evangelist that came out of the Argentine Revival. He was there at Brownsville from Father's Day, 1995, until 2005. I'm sorry, till 2000. During that time, I joined the church, got on the prayer team, got on the deliverance and personal ministry team. I grew fast. God was in a hurry to get me raised up. Many people did to be about his work, to go out into all the world. I'm now on social media, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, with videos for you. These videos will be here long after I'm gone. They're free for you. You don't have to join or, or pay any membership fees. And I sell nothing. I take up no donations. You are the church. You are the disciples of the spiritual teaching that I provide. Many of you are my spiritual children, for I am a spiritual mother. I was granted that when I could only have one biological child due to medical problems. So God gave me the entire human race as my children. So I adopt all of you as your spiritual mother. You'll learn why that's important and why love is the anchor of our spirit and our soul. So here in the story called It's Time, story number 28, we're beginning part number 10. 
It's going to take many more parts to get through the story. It has a powerful ending. You're seeing, Pastor Deborah, after this story was completed. I don't live like the rest of you. I live on God's time. I don't have the same feelings for the world, like sports, business, even family, that you do. My heart is for him and for him to bring his kingdom to earth and for him to get his desires of Isaiah 60, 61, and 62 fulfilled, to bring his lost children home back to the throne in the kingdom of heaven. I have to get many of you at death, many of you in the womb as an abortion is coming, many in infancy, many of you after many long years of earthly life. I'm working for this guy, for you to be reconciled to your father who loves you so much. So here in this story, It's time, part number 10, we're going to pick up with my story of spiritual transformation. But before we begin, I want to give Zoom Pro a big thank you. That's who I'm recording through. Please recognize I do not have a green screen behind me, so things may look fuzzy around my hair. If I point my hand and it sort of disappears into the video, it's because there's no green screen. I've tried them all. They don't work. My little space I record in is small. I don't like to have to set up too much stuff because I have limited time to record every day. When I'm finished here, I'll have to edit. That might take several days. Upload it for one video. Also, we want to give Pixabay a big thank you. This is a free video I got from them. I love all their free videos. It is a wonderful outreach ministry of Pixabay. Wonderful creators that I am allowed to use freely, their creations. Also then take this recording and put it through the video video editing program that I did buy called Wondershare Femora. I'll add titles, some free music. I'll edit out the bad stuff, like when I cough. And I will bring to you the best created video that I can for your spiritual teaching. I'm a master spiritual teacher, but I have a master teacher that I am submitted to, the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of me, and he uses everything he can, nature, science, animals, plants, circumstances, children's books, fairy tales, science fiction movies, any kind of movie, gaming movies, historical Chinese dramas, history, anything I need, he will use to teach me. A rose, a pine cone, an animal, a tree, personal circumstances, family, the weather, everything he needs will help me to grow. And you. So let's open up first with prayer, and then we'll get more into the story of how Pastor Deborah came alive and Jan died. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for coming to us through space and time. And you have never forsaken us. You've been with humanity since the beginning. You have worked with us. You have taught us. You have disciplined us. You've hid your face for 400 years. You had to go off yourself because our flesh nature was too much for you. And once you got your, took your deep breath, you came back one night in a small child and you were placed in a manger. And the angels from heaven declared, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth and goodwill to men. You had returned like you desired. You walked among us. You taught us. And then you sacrificed yourself on a cross through your son, through the body called Jesus. You went into hell for us. You got the keys of hell, death, and the grave back. You opened the prison doors of all those in the Old Testament. And you took them up in your train to your throne room. And your mighty work was well on its way. We thank you, Father, that you have never stopped. Your word is always here, working, being planted, getting watered. You're always reaching out, finding somebody like Pastor Deborah to go into the darkness of the realm of the Spirit to reach the precious ones, the forever person that you desire to be your child. Thank you, Father, for never stopping, never giving up on us, even at death. Even during war, when bombs are coming, earthquakes are happening, floods are killing us, nature has risen up against us. When there's so much evil, wicked, spiritual things down here, you still come. You send us to others. Thank you. Be now with us through your Holy Spirit on this teaching video called It's Time about Pastor Deborah's life and a powerful true story a spiritual transformation. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. We're going to pick up in part number 10. I'm going to be reading it to you, so I'll be looking down a little bit, if you don't mind. We had left off where I had joined the prayer team. I had been working it, and then on October the 9th, 1998, I was on the platform of Brownsville Assembly of God Church. Steve Hill had given an altar call. A young lady came forward and told the prayer worker that she was a witch and in Satanism. And when that happens, they called Pastor Deborah from the deliverance team to speak with her. The regular prayer team did not have that privilege. But when you were on the deliverance team, you did. So as I walked down the stairs of the platform to the floor of the sanctuary, God gave me a word of knowledge. Boom. I knew her, why she was there and what she was to do. So let's hear how this began. A powerful ministry. A young lady came to the altar and told the altar worker she was a Satanist. So Jan, that's who I was at the time, I had dark curly hair, 
was called to minister to her. For the regular prayer team, members were not allowed to do this, to minister to these people. The team I was on, deliverance team, we were special. We moved in the gift of discerning of spirits. We were approved personally by the pastor, John Kilpatrick, of the church. We were to, in the sanctuary, the rules were we were to speak to these people. We had authority to bind up anything that was not of God. We were the main person to speak and minister to them. When we were in another building, We were casting out of spirits, devils, evil things that had gotten into people many different ways. The regular prayer team people could not do that. They could touch you lightly on the forehead and say, touch them, Lord. Fill them. So I was a very unique person on a unique team with lots of authority. I was in the sanctuary on Friday nights. We would have 8,000 people there in maybe three, four different buildings. I worked with the security guards. I worked with the ushers. I was the only one allowed to touch or say anything to the people. I was called on many times before I even walked into the building to deal with a spiritual issue. So here I come down the stairs. Word of knowledge comes as I am approaching her. As Jan stepped down from the top of the stairs to minister to this young lady, I received words of knowledge about her satanic assignment regarding the revival. Jan immediately told her this, and she said to me, How do you know this? You are not a witch. And Jan said, God just told me. Jan and another personal ministry worker, a female, took this young girl, her name was Amanda, back to her room with an usher present and told her she could come out of the darkness if she wanted Jan bound all the demons in her. Through my study, she had a lot of them. And then spiritually, I could see the gift of discerning of spirits kicked on. When I'm looking at her physical body, I'm now in the spirit. I could see her little spirit, like this, step out of the darkness and come forward. And Jan led her forever person in a prayer to accept Jesus, and then she spiritually disappeared. This was Friday night, October the 9th, 1998. This young girl, Amanda, was 14 years old. This was her satanic birthday. How it worked in Satanism is you took your regular birthday. Hers was October the 27th. You add the 2 and the 7 and you get 9. And that was her satanic birthday. So she got saved, her little spirit. The ushers took her and said, 
that they would help her get into the youth group because they lived right down the street. She lived with her mother. I knew nothing about her at this time, and I never planned to really see her again or talk to her. I went about my work in the sanctuary. Jan learned later from her, from Amanda, that she was sent in by Satan to threaten me, to intimidate me, and to get me to stop loving Satanists and praying for them. My prayers had become so powerful, I quit praying for myself during praise and worship and intercession time. My heart was breaking for people like Amanda, witches, those in the occult, the spirits hidden away in the darkness. My prayers became intercessory prayers for them. I told God I knew I was saved. My son was saved. My husband was saved. My parents, my brother, all my family members. I didn't need to pray for them. Didn't know if my life would be short or long. But I knew there was many people like this Amanda who were not saved yet, did not believe in Christ Jesus, and served Satan. I knew they were hurt, broken, and frightened spiritual people. So every prayer, every praise and worship song was different. I went through a valley of tears for months, just crying for them. And that crying, that praying, was being felt in the darkness. A light was shining. Something was drawing them to the revival. And Amanda was sent in with her entire Black Forest clan, her family and friends, to take me out. I did not know this, but this was the beginning of Pastor Deborah arising. Jan had no idea that just loving them, these precious lost ones, and praying for them was having such an impact in the kingdom of darkness. Later on, they told me it was earthquakes were happening. And they didn't know where it was coming from, but they eventually located it. Jan, Pastor Deborah. Things are happening over there because of the prayers on my heart. I found the heart of God for them. And I was praying to him to help them. Jan also learned that this young girl, Amanda, was to have others with her that night. But God had a different plan. He blocked them from going with her into the sanctuary and the service. Also, her entire satanic family was sent in to take Jan out one way or the other. The story about Amanda having to come alone is this. She lived with a group of people. One of them was Al and Chris and Robin. And Al, they were all to come into the revival, come to the altar. And the car would not work. So Al and Chris stayed back. Robin... Amanda came, but as Robin entered the door, she couldn't get in. Her demons were so powerful. The presence of God was there, so powerful. 
They couldn't stand the torment. She couldn't come in. So Amanda had to come in by herself. They had never met me physically. I'm sure they had seen me in the spirit some way, had a description of me. Because once you get with God in a certain place, moving in a certain anointing, you become a bullseye for Satan. So began a very deep spiritual ministry, training and education for me for many, many years, and it still goes on today. With and for these precious children. So I could become their spiritual shepherd and mother, pastor and teacher. And then to many others who God was personally arranging for Jan and Pastor Deborah to minister to. Many of these stories are in volume two that you'll hear about. In other videos, they're coming. I got to get through each one of these. And they will tell the stories of these personal ministry that I did on the phone, in person, in the spirit, in the kingdom of darkness. God was orchestrating everything. Little did I know. To these precious ones, he loves so much from the kingdom of darkness. And to be spiritually taught through me and to learn what valuable spiritual lessons from them myself I had to learn. I used to be a licensed clinical mental health counselor. That was the only way I knew of helping people with their issues. Not the way of God through the spirit. Not the way of deliverance. Not dealing with multiple personalities, satanic kingdoms. None of that was taught. So I had to learn quickly. My faith had to grow. First, I had to realize it was very small. I learned that by watching George Mueller. He took care of 10,000 orphans in England. It's just him and God. God said, I want you to take the orphans, the street kids, the urchins, they called them, off the streets and take care of them. And I will provide for you. George did that. He was a pastor. He never took up an offering. Never asked for money. He put a box at the back of the church. If God spoke to you to give, you give. If he didn't, don't. When he needed food, he would pray for it. God would speak to somebody and a loaf of bread would come in. Cheese would come in. A plate would come in. A spoon would come in. A staff member. George never went and complained to anybody. He never spoke in the church of their needs. He might say, we're going to build a, a home, get a home. That was it. I learned I wasn't even at his level with God. My partnership level with God. My faith in God. My prayer life. My trust in God was very small. I wasn't even at George's level. I finally got there. But now I'm working on getting to the level of Christ Jesus. Not there yet, but I'm working on it. Your faith does not remain where it should. It's a baby faith. It must grow and mature. So I had to learn. During this time, I was reading six to eight books. Church, six nights a week. Studying, watching movies, praying, 
studying, church, 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 altar calls, deliverance work, more books, more movies, more books, studying. Even at red lights, I would read a book. My life was not normal. I had to grow up fast. Steve was teaching us God was in a hurry. So I stepped up and took the challenge. God was in a hurry to reach the Amandas, to reach the sky, deeply hidden in the darkness. I had to learn about God himself, his kingdom of heaven, the darkness, the king of the darkness. Who was this forever person? I didn't know. Never met him. I hadn't even met my own. Didn't even know I had one. I had to learn. Had to get cleaned up. And then Jan had to die. I had to learn God's heart. For them. Isaiah 60, 61 and 62. What he was willing to do. What he wanted. His heart's desires. His prophetic words. I had to move in the spiritual gifts. I had to go into the darkness of the spiritual realm. I've never been there before. Never studied that in mental health counseling. But study it. And going, I did. I had lots of studying and growing spiritually to do. I did. I worked hard. I took notes. You are now read the story. It's going through many of the years very quickly. I was a writer, an author. I never kept a journal like most people. I wrote my experiences after I had them. I never talked to anybody about what I was going through. What I was reading. I was by myself with the Holy Spirit. Reading and studying. Taking notes. Going through personal experiences. Going to church six nights a week. Encountering the kingdom of darkness. The evil. Lost people. Also at the same time. I was getting convicted of my own sin. Going to the altar when Steve Hill would call us. Getting prayer myself, laying on the floor for two and a half hours under the presence of God. Praying at home, laying on my face, dancing in the Lord. Asking him questions and questions and questions. I needed answers. I was getting stronger and stronger in the Lord. More mature and more mature. Pastor Deborah was getting fed words of spirit and life. I was learning about the kingdom of heaven through the Bahamas Faith Ministries, Dr. Miles Monroe. I pulled my membership from Brownsville Assembly of God, and I became a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. I was challenged one night at an outreach ministry by a pastor where I was registered. What denomination was I in? What church was I a member of? I said, sir, I'm a member of no church here on earth. I was a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And there was only one church, God's church. And it had no denominations. And I had learned from brother, Pastor Miles, that the word church means ecclesia in Greek. And it means ministers does not mean a denomination or a religion or a building. He said I had, this pastor said I had to be registered. I said I am. 
I got my card. It's blood red. I'm in the family of God, and I'm a God myself from the kingdom of heaven. And he got so frustrated, he walked off. But my mind was changing. My ideas, my thoughts, my beliefs. I was not going to be a member of Brownsville Assembly of God anymore and be against my other brothers and sisters. Each denomination has different beliefs. Even non-denominations have different beliefs. I became a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. My membership came through a cross, the sacrifice of Christ Jesus. And I got the card, the ID card, to prove it, the Holy Spirit. So I was thinking different during this time. I was changing. Jan was slowly disappearing, and Pastor Deborah was arising. During this time, spiritual attacks were increasing both at church in the family. Death threats were coming. Arguments. Family. Every two or three days, something would come. People were running red lights right in front of me, almost hitting me. Being approached in the Walmart parking lot. Wild dogs coming to attack. Husband. Domestic violence, brother, harassing. Lots of loneliness, but that was okay. Because I and the Lord were on a fast track to help him. I had no knowledge how powerful the enemy was who was coming after me. had no knowledge that everything that was happening, God was allowing. I was being tested. Satan was attacking Attacks were coming at church from brothers and sisters, being accused falsely of doing things, being ostracized. People were jealous of me. I don't know why. I knew I had anointing, but people knew there was something different about me. I was attacked by the parishioners. I was ostracized by the deliverance team workers. I sat in the chaplain's office many times because people were complaining about me because Satan was getting cast out. Amanda, in a little while, filed a false police report against me for sexual abuse on a minor. She had also accused a security guard of it. I got taken to the police station. And the policeman understood that I was falsely accused by this young girl. and She had made other false accusations. But it was coming. The attacks were coming. Yet this young girl named Amanda loved me deeply. She would go to church and call me on the phone. If I was there, she would wait for me till I was finished and walk me out to my car. She wanted interaction. She wanted to talk. She had fallen in love with me spiritually. She felt freedom, and she wrote me many, many stories and letters, and I have them, and we'll be reading them for you to understand. A lost heart, and then one who was found. I had to spiritually learn how to fight 
and defend myself at home, in my living room, at church, at Walmart, anywhere I went. I had to learn how to rebuke Satan, stand in faith, use the word of God, not get offended at my brothers and sisters when they attacked me or were jealous, not get offended at anyone. But I was learning some deep things how Satan works through people, even in a church, in revival. Jealousy arose. Fear arose. False accusations arose. Envy arose. Greed arose. I watched it all happen in brothers and sisters of Christ. I had to learn not to get in the flesh, not speak, not retaliate, but forgive. I had to stay calm, quiet, look, listen. I had entered the battleground. I was at war and didn't even know it. I didn't understand any of this at the time. But things were happening powerfully through me, to me, and with me. As I said, I would, would read six to eight books at one time. I took them everywhere. Took them on vacation. Took them to restaurants. Wherever I went, I was reading, taking notes, writing, pondering, asking questions. I used the authorized King James Bible because it had no commentaries in it. So my spiritual teacher, the Holy Spirit, would have to answer my questions. I always had a lot of them. I used the Webster's Dictionary to help me understand a word and the Strong's Concordance. In my teaching time, sometimes I was ordered to read slowly the words of God in the Bible, put the word spirit or spiritual in front of words, I also had to go through the Old Testament. Every time the Lord spoke in the Bible, and we read, and the Lord said, and the Lord visited, and the Lord came, I'd go, okay, I'm listening. I would act as if I was the person he was speaking to. I learned God was a speaking God. Some pastors think you don't need the Old Testament if you're a believer. But God talked a lot back then. How do you get to know him if you don't understand he's a talking God? And you look at him in the Old Testament. I was learning about the kingdom of darkness, about Satan and his realm, and that he is the adversary of God, trying to build his kingdom, his way, with his servants, on earth, through us, with us, to rule planet earth, as he had learned and been a part of it in the realm of the spirit. He's trying to build a spiritual kingdom through us, through a human spirit, on planet Earth. And during this time, I was asking so many questions. I was challenging quietly what the pastors were saying. I watched a lot of TV pastors at that time. I was a member of the Bahamas Faith Ministries all the way up here in Pensacola, Florida. I watched their live service or their recorded service every Sunday night 
on my laptop. Dr. Miles Monroe was my teacher about the kingdom of heaven and me as a king. And because Steve Hill was telling us that God was in a hurry, grow up, get the sin out, come back to God, grow up, get moving. He said, loud people get in a car, but it's not on. Or the car is on and they never put it in drive. Or they put it in drive, but they never step on the gas. Steve was an evangelist trying to get us grown up. But first we had to get cleaned up at the altar. And I got that. And I began. Because I knew God's heart was in a hurry to reach you, to get me on videos. Didn't know about that at the time. But he wanted to reach the spiritual people like Amanda, hidden away in the darkness like this. Steve would tell us his personal stories of when he didn't do what God told him to do and somebody died. And the grief and the shame and the guilt he carried for not obeying God. He told us there's more to God than you ever imagined, but you must enter a partnership. You must be at the same speed he was, desiring the same things he wanted. He told us people were dying every day and going to hell because we were playing games. We had sin and we could not talk to God. He couldn't use us. And he was going to hold us accountable, those who believed and were playing around with church and religion. Going to church and then going to the voting booth and voting for death to an innocent child, a baby. We can say that when there's wars and children are killed, babies, infants. But we cannot make that crossover to the womb that it's a battleground. Many of us think nothing of killing that child in there. We're too ashamed, too embarrassed. We don't want it. But we have no consciousness that it's a human life. And we become a murderer of an innocent child because of our decision. Jan was stepping up. Pastor Deborah was stepping up. But I didn't know Pastor Deborah was there. I was Jan. Jan was learning, but she was also dying at the same time. Pastor Deborah was growing spiritually and being touched by God every night in this powerful revival. Little did I know what lied ahead. But I faithfully went to church, faithfully obeyed, read, studied, grew, practiced, Took tests and trials. Was tested all the time to see if my flesh would die. Would my flesh, my emotions rule me? What was my guiding light? Could I allow the spirit of agape love to rule me and out through my soul and physical body? And God started was studying, putting me in a powerful revival 
that most of you have never seen or been in. You can see a lot of the videos and the atmosphere I was in on YouTube. You type in Brownsville Assembly of God Revival, Steve Hill. You can still watch a lot of Dr. Miles Monroe's teaching on the kingdom on YouTube for free. You can be in a revival now and hear Steve's voice, even though he's in heaven. You can go to the altar right in your living room, right on your phone. Get on your knees and ask God to forgive you. I worshiped in church in a dress, laying on my face. It did not matter to me. I was going to low. I was going to humble myself before God. God wants to touch you. He wants to touch your forever person with his gentle love. And there might be a lot of things in the way. He can get past that. Yeah, you can have an altar call right in your living room. Wherever you are. Right through YouTube. Because the videos are there of the revival. Of Steve Hill preaching. The message is timeless. The power of God has never left the planet Earth. He will still work through Steve. His words. The anointing is on him. And then you too can get on the fast track like Pastor Deborah did. I want to end it right here. I go slow because it's powerful. It's true. takes a while to soak in everything. Just by looking at the video, that's what we look like. We're a non-gender spiritual being, a creature. We're called his child. We're a God ourselves. I had to learn that. Not our dirt, not our soul, not the biochemical neurons in our body, but our spirit. Most of you live in the darkness. You're deaf to the word of God. You're blind. You have not tasted nor smelled his fragrance. You've only eaten rotten demonic foods, been in contact with the things of the darkness. You serve the darkness in ignorance. But today you can come to the light as Amanda did. You can come out of the darkness. Come forth. I see you. There you are. Father, set them free. You know what they need. Let them believe in you and your love. That you're real. You went to the cross. That you have more power over Satan and its demons than they ever imagined. Help them into the light of your love. Let me be their spiritual mother. And if necessary, reach them when death comes to take them. Send me into hell if you have to, Father, to get them. But I know your heart. It is not to lose one of them. Not even in death. So, Father, be about your work. Those that are living, help them to the altar to get the sin out, as Steve calls them. To turn back so you can anoint them, teach them, and they can be about your work. Father, we thank you for all that you're doing, even now through this video. 
through the Brownsville revival videos of Steve Hill, through Pastor Dr. Miles Monroe on his Kingdom of Heaven teaching. Father, thank you for these wonderful people of God that you now have with you. Their word is still going forth through them, through YouTube. Thank you, YouTube, for keeping their videos up. And thank you for being a wonderful platform out into the worlds. Father, be about your work. And let this story, it's time, of Pastor Deborah's spiritual transformation help others to come out of the darkness and be spiritually transformed to be about your work and to understand you are in a hurry to reach the world. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you on the next part of It's Time in Pastor Deborah's powerful spiritual transformation story of Jan's death and Pastor Deborah's resurrection. I'll see you again. Bye.